Blog Talk Radio. This is the show that has hosted everyone from Sugar Ray Leonard to Keith One-Time Thurman. This is Tough Talk Tonight, brought to you by Heavy Bag Boxing. This is the show that has hosted everyone from Sugar Ray Leonard to Keith One-Time Thurman. This is Tough Talk Tonight, brought to you by Heavy Bag Boxing. The show that has hosted everyone from Sugar Ray Leonard to Keith One Time Thurman. This is Tough Talk Tonight, brought to you by Heavy Bag Boxing. All right, sorry for the several intros here, just trying to get everything worked out for our special guests tonight. Um, we have Rushy Warren as well as Barry Hunter going to be on the line with us. Uh, they will be joining us here shortly. But um, for right now, we're going to dip into some other topics, guys. Uh, first, I want to okay. say welcome to Tough Talk Tuesday. As always, I'm your host, Lucas Biggers. Alongside me will be uh, Sakura Armstrong, as well as uh, Boxing up, Playhouse's up? special guest, uh, Emilio. And I'm sorry, Emilio, I'm not sure what your last name. Santana. All right, Emilio Santana from Boxing right. Playhouse. Uh, and Welcome. Uh, it's your first time on the show, but uh, definitely appreciate you coming on. Oh, yeah, most likely, most definitely. Now, guys, Pacquiao uh, Bronner's just a little over a week away. Um, definitely set up to be a good card. I mean, overall, this undercard shaped up kind of fast. Um, but what is your guys' take on it and the uh, hefty seventy four ninety nine price tag? Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty excited about it You know, I'm pretty excited I think Adrian Broner is going to really step up this time, man And um, I'm looking for him to put on a great show Um, And Pacquiao, you know Pacquiao coming to put on a great show, man And so I think it's going to Turn out to be a great night, man. And you got the undercard. You got Lucas Brown, and and um, he's going after uh, Badu Jack. So that's that's going to be a good one too. That I'm looking forward to seeing. So I think it'll be a. I think it's going to be turn out to be a great night of boxing, man. And then Steve Warren is fighting on the card, so I think it'll be a good night of boxing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this Badu Jack fight. Um, you know, that's that's one of my sweethearts in the boxing game. So, you know, I'm getting all excited. You know, I love his trainer, Lou. So I'm, I'm really excited about that fight. And it should be a good matchup. And then with Pacquiao and Broner, I mean, you got age and experience over youth <laughs> and silliness. I mean, why can you go wrong? There's got to be a card that's worth seeing. And then we got Rashid on there. And, I mean, this is like a repeat from the Olympics, so, you know, with his fight. So I can't wait to see. You know how it go. Usually whoever won in the Olympics losing the professional. So (laughs) 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 
So I'm hoping that yeah. might be, you know, how it works for him, right? Definitely. I mean, uh, there's a difference between amateur and professional, and uh, some guys find that out the hard way. Um, Jack has, like I said, always been, and I've said it a lot, I know until I'm blue in in the lips, but he is one of the most improved fighters I think I've seen in the sport of boxing. Um, And I expect him to put on a clinic against Marcus Brown, um, who's an Olympic Olympic Uh fighter himself, but but I, I'm really excited for the the matchup. But seventy four ninety nine. Uh, I mean, what what happened to the end of pay per view? I thought that was coming soon, and apparently we have <laughs> a whole bunch already. In the I mix, told so. you, I told you, nobody was listening. Lucas, you was the main one. Like, no, they can hide on Fox. You know, you said all this to me. Let's let's hey. acknowledge that right now. Look, when it comes to boxing, I, I'm an optimist. Okay. <laughs> I, I really thought <laughs> that there was a possibility that Mayweather-Pacquiao, when when that does happen again, that uh, it could be on Fox. I mean, there's mm. this, this a lot of viewers. I mean, I know it's free, and they're not going to be getting paid as much, but I don't know if people are going to pay another $100 price tag for, for Mayweather-Pacquiao, too. Um, but that's, that's still know. down I'm the line, it guys. Here right now, Lucas. Don't try me. They better not try me that $100, okay? They better not. I'm telling you guys, putting it out there in the boxing universe, in the universe, do not try me with no $100 pay-per-view, okay? I'm trying to get used to this $75 range, so um, let's on. leave it right there. Come on now, though. You you got Pacquiao Bronner at 75 You know they're going to do 100 for for Mayweather Pacquiao. Right. I don't That's know. inevitable. That's a thing. I'm going to be in a uh, boxing bliss and believe that it's not so. What do y'all feel <laughs> going to happen in that fight, Lucas? What do you feel going to happen in that Pacquiao-Brona fight? Uh, man, I- I've gone back and <laughs> forth. Honestly, Broner's got a-, a lot of talent. He's got the, the youth on his side, but uh, I've seen some Pacquiao training. He looked like Pacquiao old. Forget the 40 years old, man. He's looking like Pacquiao back right. when he was murdering uh, De La Hoya. Bronner's done. <laughs> I mean, it's already in my head. It's already a win. So um, he better, and he's, he's coming right. So I think he, he's able to get up for this fight. You know, it's not um, it's not something that he's already saying, I, I got to win, obviously, or he wouldn't be training like he is. He's, uh, he's back to full force. Um, but I, I don't know about, like, stopping him. I mean, let's face it, Broner has a granite chin. Um, you know, Madonna was able to get him off his feet, but, I mean, he, he fought back in that fight. It was a, I love watching that fight. I mean, it was a great fight. He, he kept coming back. Um, I honestly don't know if Broner can be knocked out unless he tries to do something ridiculous and go up and fight a Canelo or something like that, somebody big that, you know, is way out of his weight range. But right. for anybody in his weight range, 140, 147, uh, Bronner's can contend with anybody. But um, I just see him getting schooled. He's got two left feet. Um, he's going to be boxing circles around him. He's going to be using his yeah. angles. And, and, and Bronner's just going to get picked apart. But uh, Emilio, how do you see it? I I kind of feel the same way. I don't think Bronner's Broner going to have to really let his hands go. And, and we all know he's kind of – 
you know, he don't really let his hands go the way he should, man. And the thing is, I think he's relying on counterpunching. He's probably thinking about how Marquez timed Pacquiao. So I think he's going to be thinking about trying to catch Pacquiao with that one perfect shot, man. But I have a feeling he's going to get outworked, and he could possibly stop, man, I, you know, because, you know, his hands, Pacquiao got some quick hands, man, and he's looking good. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pacquiao, you know, maybe stop Adrian late in the fight, man. You know, I think Pacquiao is looking good and he wants that he, he wants to impress everybody and and try to uh lure Floyd into that, you know, a rematch. So I think Pacquiao gonna probably shine and could possibly stop Adrian, man. You know, Adrian still got you know, he's like he's still getting distractions outside of the ring, man. I'm seeing, you know, different things with him getting in trouble lately, so He's gonna have to really be focused, man. So, but I, I would have to say I think Pacquiao, you know, will win. Might maybe even a late round stoppage. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow, well, you put that out there. Wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't see it going down. I'm like kind of be surprised at a stoppage. I mean, I, I think I would <laughs> yeah. be surprised. Just because he's oh, so tough. I know why he's thinking that. Okay. Yeah, because the you like you said, Lucas, you saw like the training camp, you seen Pacquiao training and and then, you know, you got Freddie saying how he's like, you know, <laughs> pow, more powerful than ever now and you're looking at his calves, damn, they look like massive. <laughs> so you're thinking like, Whoa, this dude right here is turning back the hands of time <laughs> every time he fights look like lately. Right. So um, I mean, he did look really quick, too, so that might be a problem for Broner. I mean, like, you know, it, it could be a situation where um, he just, Pacquiao just dominates. Um, and like like Emilia was saying, maybe Broner is one of his strategies. Well, one of his strategies should definitely be to move his hands more, but uh, more so than that, he might be trying to just catch him, you know, but Pacquiao was raising confidence now since that Marquez situation. So, I mean, I, I really don't see that happening. So, I, I think it's going to be a decision win for Pacquiao. But yeah. I'm still rooting for Broner. <laughs> Guys, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about maybe a boxing conspiracy. Um, or or not, not necessarily a conspiracy, but maybe a, a marketing strategy behind Floyd and Heyman setting up here now. I mean, Bronner. Bronner's been compared to Mayweather before. Right. He's got the the shoulder roll, although it'd be a, <laughs> a shittier shittier version of a shoulder roll. Um, so you get Manny Pacquiao beating up on somebody that looks and acts a little bit like Floyd Mayweather. Suddenly, right. there's a big buzz for another Mayweather fight, right? Right. Right. Well, of course. Well, of course. I mean. This is what it's leading up to. Um, I mean, well, I've been thinking that ever since Pacquiao signed with uh, PBC, which is Heyman. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, a company. So I've been thinking that they've been making lateral moves to try to make it more of a lucrative deal for both fighters and do something with this whole, you know, U.S. Uh, market and, 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 and the tax situation. So... I think I think that it could be a, a marketing tool for them, but let's let's go ahead and keep exploring this conspiracy theory because you know what if Roman was to win hypothetically, then what? 
Then who is Brona supposed to fight? Is she supposed to take Pacquiao's place and fight Floyd? Like, do we ever see that happening? <laughs> I think hmm. if anybody if anybody beats Pacquiao, they're automatically <laughs> on Floyd's radar. Um, mainly because that's that money value. I mean, that's how he set up all his fights in the past. Um, and honestly, okay. I think that's what what he kind of told Berto to do. Like, hey, fake a shoulder roll and get beat up by Robert Guerrero so, <laughs> so that you can fight me. <laughs> I mean, why would Berto fake oh, a shoulder yeah. roll? I, that's that's still crazy to me. Why would you do that? And get he just got both eyes swollen shut. I mean, he had no reason to try something brand new. In a fight like that, it, he he did it horribly, and it's weird and a coincidence maybe. But right after that fight, guess what? Robert Guerrero went and fought Floyd Mayweather, and I don't think Robert Guerrero ever belonged in the same ring as as Floyd anyway. Um, right. And as much as I have a disdain for Floyd, I cannot deny <laughs> the man's skills. I mean, ugh, right. it's, it's it's insane. Uh, Javi, you're on the line with us too now. Yeah, I'm here, brother. How are you guys doing? Happy. Um, all right. Now, That's everything, man. guys, I mean, we we were talking about Mayweather, uh, Pacquiao. Let's say Mayweather looks astonishing, or Mayweather, Pacquiao looks astonishing, maybe even stops or knocks out. This is what happens when you, you do start the show when you're sick. So I said it for 15 minutes. <laughs> It'll still record. Don't worry about it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Let's let's pretend he actually gets uh, Bronner gets stopped by Pacquiao or maybe even knocked out. Um, now, us as far as like the the hardcore boxing fans, are you interested in it again? Because right now, even if he just wins, he's expected to win. I'm really not all that excited for Mayweather Pacquiao too. But I want to get your guys to take on it. The other hardcores, because the common fans are going to get tricked into it regardless. Right. The marketing strategies will work, and they will buy it. However, the hardcore boxing fans, the ones that actually know how the sport goes, I want to know what y'all think. They're gonna they're gonna look at it one way or another. Um, look, either they're gonna pay or they're gonna be streaming. One way or another, everybody gonna be tuned in if they fight. You know, <laughs> I, I had this conversation with some guys the other day, man, and I said, I know y'all don't. They, they didn't even want to see it, but I said, come fight night, y'all will be tuning in one way or another, either either at some party or you're going to be somewhere streaming the fight. So I think the whole world going to be watching, man, if it, if it go down. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's inevitable. Was, go well, ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, agree, I agree with him. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm not really – that curious about it because I'm pretty. I I know the outcome of it. I know what's gonna happen, but uh, like he said, you know, uh, some way somehow we're gonna find a way to watch it. You know, you're gonna be like, uh, you're gonna be like buddy, when your buddy is doing something. Be like, Let me see this round. And next thing you know, you're scoring something. And next thing you know, you're arguing about who took that round. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> definitely going to market this fight some way, somehow, where people are still going to get into buying it. Yeah. But I think so. I mean, we are curious to see because uh, I don't think I don't think um, they're both 40, right? They're both past their prime. 
and things are going to be different. You know? You're not going to see the same of Floyd. I don't know how, how he's going to come back. You haven't fought a real boxer in, in years. So, right. sorry to watch. You know what I'm saying? I'll be curious to watch, and I'll be, I'll be scoring around. <laughs> and then, you know, okay, they're, trying so, that, they're trying to sell it like Pacquiao's going to be 100% this time, too. Remember last time they said right. the shoulder. Right, so right. They, so they're, they're trying, to, they're trying to sell a healthy wrong. Pacquiao this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who, I, I, I got to ask that, too, guys. Who, who believed the shoulder? Who believed the shoulder? Mm. I just saw oh, a no. picture of them at the end of the fight, and Pacquiao had his arm straight up, man, at the end of the fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think if it, I think if it was injured, Damn. I don't think it, it was, like, severely as injured as what he was saying. Now, of course, you got, right. you know, different degrees of pulls and stuff like that, but um, I got to say it was weird at times, and I know you, you remember the fight. He had Mayweather against the ropes. And, and people were saying, no, everything was blocked. No, everything was not blocked. I, I will say a lot of them was blocked, but not everything was blocked. And he's unloading on Mayweather. And, right. you know, a few, a few sneak through, and Pacquiao backed up. I'm like, what is he doing? Uh-huh. Get him on the ropes. Right. Um, but, guys, tell a little bit more about so. that. I'm, I'm getting our guests on the line, so go ahead and keep talking. Oh, okay. I guess I was going to chime in when you asked. I mean, are the diehards going to watch it? And I was going to use the famous words of Floyd Mayweather himself. And I was going to say, <laughs> absolutely. Of course people are going to tune in. They're going to sit up there and lie, like y'all said. I can see him, like Javier, when you were describing it, I was I was thinking and, and just visualizing this, you know, like the dark web, like people are sitting in their closets trying to watch it because they don't lie <laughs> and told everybody they wasn't going to watch it. It. But so you know they're gonna watch it. But also it's like, yeah, we're dealing with a, 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 a hopefully a physically healthy Pacquiao, and it's like it's no excuses. It's like you two get in this ring, nobody has no injuries, and don't be overcharging people. I needed to stay at uh-huh. seventy five, and I need you to fight so we can see definitively. If it's like we all believe, which is that Floyd is the superior fighter, just a little bit, just a tiny, tiny little bit. Or if you're a Pacquiao fighter, uh, fan, like somebody on the line named Emilio, then you will get to see the, <laughs> the Manny Pacquiao of past whoop on, you know, the the the, the tired and, and, and not so um, active Mayweather. So... I mean, it, it just needs to be definitive this time. We don't want no excuses or anything, but diehards, yeah, definitely. They're going to tune in. Right. All right, guys, I'm going to cut you off. Have our special guest on the line with us up. here. We have Barry <laughs> Honey. I'm sorry. We have Barry Hunter and Ross She Warren on the line with us now. Uh, thank you both for joining us. No problem. How you doing? Not bad at all. Um, looking forward to uh, next weekend. Uh, despite with, with Rashid Warren and Nordine Ubali, Ubali, I'm not even sure how to say that. Uh, somebody pick but, up this for us, please. <laughs> he's, uh, oh. It's kind of a revenge match, no? So, I mean, uh, one, are you guys using the old tape? Uh, would be my question for Barry Hunter. You guys looking at the the first fight and studying that? 
I, I looked I looked a little bit at it. Uh, of course, that's been several years ago, and uh, you know he's a professional fighter now. But I'm gonna take I, I doubt very seriously if he changed a whole bunch. But I'm not looking for him to be the exact same words in the Olympics against Rashid. So really, you don't think um, you would learn much from that tape then? I can. I can take little tidbits from it, and then what I'll do when the fight actually starts, I look and see what what uh, similarities we have uh, in the fight that night, uh, as opposed to the ones that he had when he was in. Okay. Now, Rashid, does uh, him beating you in the Olympics add even more fuel to your fire for this fight? Uh. Yeah, it, it gave me some fuel to um, on fire because uh, I always wanted to fight somebody who I um, felt like didn't really beat me, but they did beat me in the Olympics, and it was it's, it's something that I've been looking forward to. And and now that we both fighting for the title and for the vacant title, and it's both on the line, and so it's like it's it's like we both fighting for the gold medal. Like we was um, trying to trying to do an Olympics, and um, this is a way different fight from when we fought an Olympics because that was more like a point scoring fight. Like you get your points mm-hmm. and you move in, you move fast at a fast pace. So this is more like a you know calm, you know pick your shot and you know one fight one punch to change the fight. Definitely. Um, now are you, are you guys? Um, have any kind of strategy as far as like like I said, you you watched the tape. Did you see any glaring holes that you guys are working on, or is that a uh, need to know basis? <laughs> uh, I saw what I need to do. You know, I I was you know looking at what he was doing when I was fighting, and I was looking at the stuff that I could have did to make the fight an easier fight that I was doing when I was fighting him in the Olympics, but. Um, over the over the last couple of years, uh, I was still, you know, fighting like I was in the amateurs, not throwing no jags, just throwing a lot of punches, you know, just using my feet. But over my last two fights, um, after I had lost the title, you know, Barry Hunter, he added my jab into my arsenal. And, you know, the jab is just big important in the professional fights anyway because, you know, it's a patient game. But once you know, you, you find that shot and – you land a big shot, you know, you got to be, it's your job to take, put your foot on the gas and take over. And, you know, and uh, like I said, he added um, jazz to my arsenal that I feel like a lot of people ain't going to be able to get past because they so, you know, looking at my old tapes of me fighting Piano or me fighting the guy who I lost my title to. There weren't really no jazz going in. It was just a lot of punches, you know, a lot of banging, a lot of, a lot of, you know, back and forth punches, you know, like Ben always do. And this time I added something to my arsenal, so that's the jack. Okay. All right, I'm going to hand you over now to another ride of ours, uh, Sakura, whenever you're ready. Hey, Rashi, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing fine. <laughs> All right, great. Um you know, I was just looking at the this whole Olympic situation, and I mean, you got such a great record. I mean, these are records that probably will never get broken again. I mean, and that's something really special. 
And, you know, we all know about the 2008 situation with the, you know, lousy judging and stuff like But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to steer away from that topic and just kind of like ask you about, you know, when you do fight somebody that's, you know, that you fought in the Olympics or something, does it bring back any stingy memories for you? I mean, do you think that'll, like, give you an edge in this? Uh, no, I don't really bring back memories because I done closed that chapter once I turned professional. Because, you know, an mm-hmm. amateur is way different from the pros. Because if you, you know, yeah. you bring a pro, the amateurs to the pros, you know, it, it, it's going to, you're going to burn out real fast by, you know, fighting at that real, real fast pace and in and out punches. And, you know, and the professionals, you know, you got to sit down on your punches, pick your shots, and like I said, one shot changed the fight. But um, I don't, I don't never, never really look, look, look like at fighters that I fought, that, um, that I fought yeah. on punches and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, this is to be how it is. Like when we follow the Olympics, and now it's a totally different fight. I'm in a totally different mindset, and you know I got stronger over the years, and and we right. wear eight ounces gloves, no headgears, so everything is way mm-hmm. different. It's a big stage. He, he coming over to America, and uh, that was that was in London. Okay. So you know, um, it's gonna be a real, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be a fun fight. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I, I just love the way you just dominate the ring on these guys. Like, I just love that, you know, aggression that you have. So that's something that I'm looking forward to. That's what I look forward to seeing from you every time you're in the ring. It'll be even, you know, real nice. Well, it'll be better when I see the jab, too, with that. So it's it, I'm looking forward to it. But I was going to say, like, um, since – since you're in this bantam weight and this this, I'm surprised that you're able to maintain that weight <laughs> for so long in your career. Like, did you get to eat something for Christmas or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been actually, I've been actually eating, you know, eat, I've been actually eating, uh, eating what what I kind of want, not too much, being too greedy. But you know, I ate real good mm-hmm. for Christmas. I ate real good for New Year's. I was just, I'm holding two pounds over my weight right now. And my wow. last two fights that I fought before I fought this weight, I fought at 115, and I stepped on the scale weighing 113. So uh, oh, wow. I learned to manage my so weight real, real, real well. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so I managed to, wow. you know, you like, I, when I came to camp, I can't yeah, I went. I, oh, I, I came up here in camp in the beginning of November, and uh, I was wearing I, when I first stepped on the scale. I was wearing like one what twenty three, and I fight at one eighteen. So I was just always staying ready, especially when I heard that I was fighting him around like October or August. It was around like August when I heard I was fighting him. So it was like I was just yeah. trying to keep my body busy. So whenever the day come, I know when to step on the gas and go all the way full throttle with my training. But I was already staying ready. You know what? I just had one other question for you. Um, and I was looking at the stats between you two guys, like, like you know, with the, the number of wins and the uh, the height, the, the weight. Everything is very similar to me. And I was wondering what you think is going to be the, the key attribute that you have that's going to set you apart from him so that you can win? 
Uh, I say, like I said before, you know, like my dad, you know, it's gonna, my dad's going to open up a lot of um, lot of opportunities that I could take because um, I had watched a couple of his fights, and uh, he sit there and chill and wait. he sit there and, you know, you know, at a little, little small pace, and then he jump in here and there. So, and you can't really, you know, jump in with the type of speed I got because, you might run into something. So <laughs> right. uh, I'm going to be setting a jab up for a lot of things. So if you think about jumping in there, you better be cautious how you jump in. Ooh, if he jump in there, I can't wait because, boy, I know you got some. I mean, your shots just seem like they way more heavier than than the, than the other boxer. That, well, whoever boxing your boxer, it just seems like it's way heavier. So, um I wish you all the best and the great luck. Uh, Mr. Barry, I ain't forgot about you. I got some questions for you, too, baby. But I'm going to let them ask uh, Rocky. <laughs> I'm going to let them ask Rocky what they want to ask. Hey, Lucas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to say something to both of them, too, man. Uh, Barry, well, Barry, man, I met Barry one time in Vegas, and I think I walked up to him and I told him how, you know, I saw the story of, you know, how he, you know, he, the uh, the Peterson brothers, man, how he brung them up, man, and I was amazed with that whole story, man, how he rescued them, man, and, and made them guys, you know, champions, man. So I really appreciate Barry Hunter, man, on what on the work he did with the Peterson brothers, man, and I just wanted to tell him that, man, and uh, and it's a pleasure to talk with you guys, receive. And uh, the whole the whole state of Ohio, man, it's just it's just so much great fighters came out of Ohio, man. When I think about Ohio, I think about Aaron, you know, Aaron Pryor, man, Ernie Shavers, Ray Boom Boom Mancini. So, proceed coming out of Ohio, man. That's just a you know, it's a heritage of great fighters, man. Well, thanks for the kind words, and you're 100 right. Yeah, uh, Edward Charles, you had, oh, yeah. had the kid and Tim Austin. I mean, the Midwest right. fighters, man. You had a lot of great fighters come out of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm from the Chicago Midwest, Williams, too, man. I'm from Milwaukee, man. Olympian, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had, you know, when you go back and look at that history down there, you had a lot of great fighters. You know, I remember Ricardo Williams, uh, Dante right. Craig, Ron Styler. I mean, let's go on and on with them dudes, man. Right? Oh yeah, most definitely, man. Rasheed, man, I, I don't know how you able to keep that weight down, man. I think I was about thirteen when I weighed one twelve or one fifteen, man. <laughs> and I was I was curious, man. I know you guys don't look past <laughs> I know you guys don't look past anybody, man, but I was wondering. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I managed, I managed to, you know, keep my weight down. You know, it's, I think it's just kind of embarrassing to go to the scale and the people lose on the scale. It's kind of embarrassing right. not only to you but the team, you know. And I'm, I and I always, you know, think about that. Like, I, I, be, I can't make my team look bad or make them look embarrassed because they look like they weren't doing their job on their end. Right. So I make right. sure I come – like I can, like I made sure I kind of camp, not even ten pounds over my weight. Definitely, definitely. How do you um, how how's life treating you over there, man? At uh, about billions, how's it been over there with Adrian Broner? Uh, I'm not with I'm not with about billions. 
you know. I'm, oh, wow, I've been, I thought you were. I've been by myself. Oh, no, nah, I'm not even with about Benz. I'm by um, myself, Team Warren, Baby Pet. Oh, okay, my bad. I've been over here. I've been over here at the head. I've been over here at the headbangers. Oh, okay, headbangers. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, he's, I have he's one in last so he's got uh, Gary Russell Jr. Um, okay, oh, no, yeah, not yeah. Not Gary Russell Jr., no, Lamont Peterson and Anthony Peterson's, City. yeah. That's my bad, Peterson's, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's right, he's with Hunter. He's with Barry. That's right. Rasheed, after I know you guys don't look past anybody, man, but I was just curious, man. After next week, is there any big names, man, that that's on your radar in that weight division? Uh, yes, yeah, um, couple names maybe I want to, you know, get in a fight with. You know, uh, I definitely after this fight, I definitely want to bring one home. You know, just to get my hometown fans something. Because I ain't fought right. back on home and probably it's been a long time. But, you know, after I get the homecoming out the way, you know, I'm definitely looking to fighting some of the other top fighters that's out there. They got also going to have the title and to do some unified, some stuff like that. Okay. But, um, I don't really, I ain't really big on names. You know, I would, I would be really big on whoever they decide to put in front of me. And I don't really turn down no fights, so. Right, most definitely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we know how Barry feel about you know fighters dodging people. <laughs> he made oh, that abundantly clear. Yeah, I saw that video earlier today. I was like, okay, I was gonna say, don't say no names, Mister Barry. But then you you went in and you were just like naming people out on the video. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no shame for this one. Yeah, man. It's- it's a gladiator sport, so you know you you got a lot of people running around talking about or saying that they're the best right. in the business, and, and that's hard to measure if you're not fighting with that. So, right, right. We brought up uh, Gary Russell Jr. and uh, some other fighters you have there. Now, Gary Russell Jr., how would you have rated his uh, last fight against Jojo Diaz? I, I, I didn't see Gary. I know Gary's an excellent fighter, and of course, you know Gary is one of the kids in DC. You know the DC is proud of. He, you know, he has a phenomenal amateur background and and, and, a, and a great background in professional fighting. I didn't see his uh, fight, but um, from my understanding, when he fought Joe D, I, I thought it was uh, from what they told me, Joseph was you know leading the fight in the first half, and he came down the stretch and boxed with his victory. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I didn't see it. I yet, don't so know. I, I just thought off. he was just—I just thought he was just outmatched and outgunned. You know, you know how you have matchups that ain't so matched. So <laughs> it just felt like he, you know, you guys thought you they needed him to work. Who? No, no. I'm, I mean, Diaz. JoJo. Diaz we knew. We knew. Yeah, we knew JoJo, JoJo lost, but we we just was like, I just didn't feel like that should have been a matchup made in the first place. So. Oh, oh, oh! Wow! <laughs> I didn't like I said. I, it's funny because I coached I coached uh, Joe, and yeah, Joe Diaz in the amateurs. In fact, he was in camp with Rashid, and he was Rashid's sparring mm-hmm. partner in camp. 
years ago when they were all on the national team. It, uh, it was uh, Joseph Diaz. It was Rashid. It was Earl Spence, Marcus Brown, Jesse Hart. Uh, mm. Wow. Uh, Jamel Harris. Uh, Jose <laughs> Ramirez. Yeah, Jose Ramirez. It was, you know, just, you oh, know they were, you know, guns, man. Wow. Yeah, all these guys are in camp together, and I had the pleasure of working with these guys. So um, I hadn't seen Joe as a professional, maybe one round as a professional. That's it, that's all. Wow. Barry, do you got any heavyweights to train? Man, if you could find me one. Find you one? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be looking, man. Used to have. Yeah, man. I don't. I need a heavyweight. I had. Uh, you need a heavyweight. Of course, I used to work with Tony Thompson years ago, and um, and uh, we got to Chris go twice. Uh, and I had a young guy here named Danny Kelly. He was undefeated uh, for a while. He was one of the U.S. kids on the national team, Pan Am team. And uh, right. he left the gym, and uh, the rest is history. So, um, but I, I wish that I could find, you know, a heavyweight, especially a heavyweight from the cloth of old, like an Evander, right. like a Mike Tyson, like a, a, a Bo, you know, any of them type of, because I, I, I hadn't seen one. Right, right. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, you're looking for the real deal, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you, traditionally, if you look at boxing, uh-huh. traditionally over the years, boxing goes as the heavyweight division goes. Right. 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 You know what I was going to ask you? You named off all those people that you were doing, you know, the boxes for, for amateurs and stuff like that. And on my list of questions I have, like, what exactly are do you look for when you say to yourself, like, oh, now that kid right there, he, he could be a good boxer. Like, is there something that you innately are able to almost be like a scout to choose these guys? Or are they just coming to you and you – you know, you basically train anyone that's willing to be dedicated and stay with it. For the most part, a lot of time that's the foundation because you may have fighters that's athletically inclined and, and can do almost anything, uh, but they don't have the heart or the passion or the dedication that it would take to become a world champion or a great fighter. Uh, I tell the kids all the time, you have a lot of people that can fight, but very few that are fighters. So right. you look at TV, sometimes you see these guys and you know in, in, in physical, physically, they can do anything. But when the light cut on, the camera's cut on, you, you fight in front of millions of people, both in person, and, I mean, uh, at, uh, uh, abroad, uh, worldwide, a lot of them are shut down. You know what I mean? It don't mean because you can fight that you are a fighter. So it's certain things that I do look for, you know, uh, in athletes uh, that can determine whether or not they're going to be around for the long haul. Mm. Okay. Wow. I was just wondering, because it seems like you, you know, just ended up with a lot of great fighters that are under your staples. So I was just like, man, I wonder if he just has that gift to pick out that that special fighter. You know, some 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 people are really good at that. Well, I can't really take uh, full credit for it. I give God all the praise 
You know what I mean? For giving me that type of ability to pick it out, and, and I'm into what I'm into. I, uh, boxing mm-hmm. is not who I am; it's what I do, and I'm gonna try to do what I do there. So I will take the time out to learn the athlete. I think a lot of the uh, current and present trainers, uh, both in the amateurs and the pros, I think when we make a big mistake, that is simple. You can't train every fighter as if he is a Rashid Ward or a Montez and an Agan Bond or Andre Ward or Floyd Mayweather. You know, you have to find out or tap into what it is that can potentially make them special and cater to that. It's almost like when we were in school. You know how you were in school and somebody in your class, and it might have been you, sitting in the back, and you don't even have to say your heart, and every time the teacher gives you a lesson, you max it out and get an eight. But then you got the other students in there that I don't care what they do, they're struggling. So it don't mean that they can't learn. You just have to find that avenue and that, that thing that they can learn best from. Right, right. That's, that's well so said. Cater I've, it. I've so said cater that before. Yeah, yeah, you you can't mm-hmm. take a guy like Mike Tyson and try to make him into a you know shoulder rolling Floyd Mayweather type. I mean, you got to use <laughs> the the bare materials that you got to make a fighter. You know, um, that's right. I wanted to reach out to to both of you and let you give you uh, both a response or a chance to respond to this uh, in boxing scene. Uh, Ubali's and his trainer. Um, both made a comment. Uh, Bali said, Warren is a good fighter, and I will adjust to what he brings that day. He will discover my strategy inside the ring, and I will beat him. Uh, the, his trainer added, Warren is a good fighter, but not one of the best. Nordine is better than him, and he will prove it in a ring. Um, give you both a chance to kind of respond to that. Well, I think Tyson said it best. Everybody going there with a plan to get punched in the mouth. <laughs> if you if y'all know anything, and I do, do we you know I come from these streets of DC, you know what I mean, and it, and, and it's a hard life up here, and it can be, and I survived all them years in this project. Cincinnati ain't no playground either, so you know I don't believe in the boogeyman. You got to show me, bro. So whatever you bring to the table that night, if nothing else. I'm not a swami. I can't predict what's going to happen, but I can tell you this. He's going to be in for a fight, for sure. Mm. I'm ready for war fight. I like that type of pot. <laughs> All right. It's uh, always great when people underestimate you, don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely. We've been underestimated our whole lives, especially my whole career. I mean, it's funny because when I look back on all them years, I remember when we first came through the door as a, uh, when I first came through the door as a coach, and I'm around all these legendary trainers, and you know, I never forget I got bumped by one of the trainers uh, like I was invisible almost, and I didn't know whether I should have said something to him. I didn't know if it was my place, you know, uh, to jump out there. So I kind of took it. I was burning inside, but I took it. That first year, I was like I was invisible. The second year I came through, you know, I was everybody was cordial, but we were winning. The third year I was here, we were dominating. And all of a sudden, I was hearing a chatter. Well, he's a good amateur coach, but they'll never win nothing. We won everything in the amateur. After that, well, he did the amateur thing, but he came through the pros. He won everything in the pros. 
And they get, for, for whatever level you get to, is always going to be somebody that got something negative to say about you. It don't matter. I've been beating the odds all my life, and I'm ready to beat it again January 19th. I know why she did. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, man, I like your attitude. That's like what you got to have. No wonder all your fighters be ready to go when they get in that ring. We <laughs> <laughs> got me wanting to jump in the ring and fight. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? And I think you'll be a good fighter, too, you know? Coach B don't never care about, you know, fighters going out there. If you take a loss, so we take a loss along the way, and that should happen. I'm okay with that. As long as you give me everything you got. After that, I can't ask for nothing. Wow. Okay. Hey, yes. hey I had a question. I, secure, I had a question for Rasheed, man. I want to know, Rasheed, coming up, man, who was your favorite fighter coming up, man? Uh, My favorite fighter was Ricardo Williams and Pernell Whittaker. Oh, Pernell Whittaker. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, shoot. I used to watch Ricardo Williams Jr. as an amateur. Man, what happened to him, man? Because he was slick. Uh, I don't know. You know, the, you know, the streets got involved, and you know, you know how the streets is. If you can't overcome the streets, they'll suck you in. Yeah. But um, I got a shirt with him on yeah, there, man. Yeah, Whitaker was one of one. Yeah, and there was one of the ones who um, I looked at too. You know, coming up a lot. You know, I liked the way yeah. the power. Yeah, I, I can see. I can see the influence on you, man. Yeah, I like how you make some of the bodies look real. Make them miss. Right. Miss and make them pay. Right, right. Yeah, make them pay. Rasheed, you a southpaw? Rasheed, you a southpaw? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And Barry, who was your favorite fighter growing up, man, that you idolized, I mean, admired coming up? I, I do what I do simply for one person or because of one person. That's Muhammad Ali. Uh, oh, back man. Back in the 60s, uh, when we used to, we had a television, one of those cast and stereotype fields. With the stereo and TV all in one, and you had the uh, rabbit ear antennas with the aluminum foil around there trying to get clear vision. But right. this particular fight, when he fought Joe Frazier, was on the radio. And I had never heard a man speak like that before with that type of confidence right. when I was a kid. And when I finally saw him, you know, he was a superhero to me. You know what I mean? He was what I wanted to be. You know, uh, taught you to. It's okay to stand up for yourself. You don't have to bow down to no man. And, and, and right. from that point on, I knew that I wanted to be involved some kind of way in boxing. So, Ali, top of my list, number one. I love Ray Lennox, and I love Sugar Ray Robinson. Oh, wow. Wow. That's right. Lennox yeah. is around your area, right? Yeah, the D.C. area. Then it is down my area. He's a good friend of mine. So in fact, he came to visit me. I haven't been very long ago. And uh, Lil Ray. And uh, the last uh, fighter that I, you know, really had a great deal of love and respect for, God rest his soul, was Alexis Arguello. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Lucas, what do you yeah. think? Uh, you got any other questions for him? 
No, um, we've had Sugar Ray on the show. I got to say, he's a great guy. It's an honor doing an interview with him as well. Um, but I, I think we're about done with my questions. Uh, you guys done wrapping it up too? Well, I got one more question for Mr. Barry, and it's okay. real, real simple. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me clear my throat. Um, can we get an invite to your gym? <laughs> If I if I have my way in the world and get a chance to come down there and get this headbanging experience. So yes, you can you, you guys have an open invite, bring your gym gear and, and I'm gonna take you on the journey. Now oh, wait cool. a minute, I ain't say nothing about no gym <laughs> listen here. <laughs> 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 trying to put it to work. I'm gonna bring y'all some food. I ain't trying to I'm from the South. I don't want to do no workout. I want to see y'all work out. I like to, you know, I want to spell the well, sweat and everything in there. And, and... I don't know if you've ever seen it online or, you know, anything, but um, years ago when I first started out, we started out in, like, uh, it was a storage room, actually. And um, it was oh. it had some barrels in there, and I don't know to this day what the barrels, what was in the barrels, but it left a stain on the floor. And um, mm. that where uh, that was the genesis uh, of the headband. And you know, after a while, we grew over the years. And what happened was, I was working with British Bull at the time. The mayor came mm. through, and we were working. Bull had a gym at his home, and um, we were working. Uh, at his home, and after a while, the mayor came to us and said that, you know, of course, under D.C. Department of Recreation, we had a world-class boxing team, and the facility didn't match. So he ended up, uh, they gave us something like $4.5 million or something like that damn built as a brand-new state-of-the-art gym, man. So we, we have a beautiful facility that we work out of. Yeah, we'd love to come check that out. Yeah, heavy things and back to playhouse. We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't forget us now. Don't if, forget if, us. If you guys, uh, you guys, uh, I don't know if you have um, uh, Pat, Patrice Harris, which is, of course, my right hand, which is one of the greatest bad men of all time. Uh, he was in the movie Creed, actually working with Michael B. Jordan. If you have his IG address, you go online, you can pull off a whole bunch of stuff on, online for them. All right. Okay. And you was in the gym. Who did you say again? I didn't, I didn't even catch the I didn't catch the name. You said Harris. What was the first name? Uh, Patrice. Patrice Harris. Patrice. Okay. All right. Got it. Yeah, well, we certainly appreciate you guys speaking to us tonight. Yeah. Rashid, good luck. Yes. We'll be rooting for you. I wish I'm you, so excited about this Wish car. you both good luck on next Saturday. We'll, we will be watching for sure. Yeah. Barry, I'm going to be looking for a heavyweight for you too, man. I'm in the Tampa Bay area. <laughs> but, all right. Well, thank you both for coming on the show. And, uh, again, good luck uh, next Saturday. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on Tough Talk.
All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, that was a great interview. I mean, everybody was very talkative. Uh, Ross Warren. I'm eager to see this uh, rematch, so to speak, because mm-hmm. there's a lot on the line. Um, personally, mm-hmm. he already got beat, and it's for a title. So, I mean, you you got compounded things there. Um, so right. I, I would pay the seventy four ninety nine honestly for that. <laughs> um, but but okay. I'm different. I'm a hardcore. I'm a hardcore fan, so I'm, I'm different. Um, they they can right. pr- pretty much charge whatever they want. I'm gonna find a way to pay it. Um, right. Including Mayweather Pacquiao, <laughs> you know, if they made that. that too. I'm not I'm not gonna front. Well, they they got my money regardless, but they don't they don't care about that. They care about the masses. So, um, but. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think I actually want to go ahead and get off here and get that uh, interview uploaded so we can have that immediately. Um, we'll also go ahead and be sharing that with uh, Boxing Playhouse. Emilio, thanks for coming on. Oh, I appreciate it, Lucas. Anytime, man. Everybody else got sick at the drop of a hat. Um, it don't matter if the, the, the headmaster here is, I guess. I, I got I to gotta forge on. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else flaked out on me, uh, except for Sakura. Thank like, you also for staying it. on. <laughs> you know, uh, you thanks, know, thank I, got you both. You, I got you. Anytime I can. I'm glad I didn't come down with it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was still a good show. Um, Amelia, we have to have you back on again, but uh, we will be in talk, oh, I'm most, sure. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I'd be glad to be back. All right, I also want to thank Barry Hunter and Ross Warren. <laughs> I'll be out in here in just a little bit as soon as I get this uploaded. Uh, but for, I also want to thank Ross Warren and Barry Hunter. I uh, wish them luck on uh, next Saturday on that Pacquiao Bronner undercard uh, for Emilio and Sakura. This was Tough Talk. Join us again next week. All right. This is the show that has hosted everyone from Sugar Ray Leonard to Keith One-Time Thurman. This is Tough Talk Tonight, brought to you by Heavy Bag Boxing.